1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Monday, May 10th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com right now, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your next order. The Detroit Red Wings season has officially come to an end. Uh, Not not a great weekend for the Red Wings. A fun weekend, like hockey-wise, but uh, they did not manage the prime directive, which was to slip below... The Columbus Blue Jackets in the Central Division standings. Uh, They come out with uh, a regulation win and an overtime loss. Uh, All they needed was one regulation loss to uh, ensure that they would finish below Columbus. And they did not do that. Uh, They end up winning. On Friday night, 5-2, fall in overtime on Saturday night to close the season. We're going to get to all that. We're going to get to the stuff about Blasho. We're going to make our predictions about whether he will still be coach of the Red Wings on Monday. Uh, But before we do that, let's welcome in the boys. Technically, just two of them. I am one of them, Detroit sports editor Noel Bianchi. uh, Here today with my co-host, friend, Detroit sports encyclopedia and host of the Bentley show, Scotty Bentley. What's going on, pal? How's it going?
0: It's going, man. I'm I'm currently... uh catching up on this story about the uh the kentucky derby winner um mm. was was juicing like Maguire pre-race apparently yeah uh so that's uh that's that's yeah. quite a quite a story and I'm, I'm really curious about how the how the how the bookies are gonna deal with that like betonline.ag you know yeah. people like For that example. are gonna are, yeah if i just yeah. had to pick one are gonna have to deal with that that's gonna be interesting
1: so I got new headphones and I sound way differently in my own, like when I talk, like the way I hear myself is like drastically different and I hate it. So if I sound weird this episode, or if I like am talking weird, that is why, because uh, well, you yeah. look great. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I just want to get that out of the way. You know, I really need that, by the way. Uh, so the Red Wings <laughs> screw up their lottery odds uh, with the win and the overtime loss, Uh Despite Columbus's best efforts like Columbus was very much trying to uh take that seventh place in the central they could not uh the Red Wings currently sit with the six best odds the the Devils couldn't come through for you they end up losing Uh, to the islanders on saturday sit three points below the wings with just one game remaining so they won't catch the red wings anaheim locked in the second best odds after finishing their season with back-to-back ot losses versus the wild on friday and saturday night kings senators and sharks are all locked into a lottery spot with worse odds than the red wings despite various numbers of games remaining uh and the only team really worth keeping an eye on for the rest of the season is vancouver they are five points behind the red wings with 43 uh and they have seven games left which is somewhat encouraging uh, until you realize that they've lost eight of their last 10, but nevertheless, and they also gave up 100 points to McDavid, which was incredible. And we'll probably touch on oh, that. But uh, yeah, so um, you're locked into either the six or seven best odds, which was just one spot away, realistically, from where I predicted them to finish the season, not to brag. Uh, and if Humble they break. stay
0: put Humble break. Yeah,
1: just a quick one. If they stay put, they'll have a 15.3% chance at a top two pick and a 7.5% chance at number one. If they slide to seventh, uh, they will have a 13.3% chance at a top two pick and a 6.5% chance uh, at first overall. So no matter really where you end up, the odds odds don't really change a lot at, at this point. You're basically losing two percentage points if you do fall that spot and then you're losing, uh, or for the top two pick and you are losing a percentage point for the number one pick. Uh, if you slide that, that, uh, slide to seven. So it, it, it kind of is what it is. It, you're basically just looking at actual draft positioning at this point. Cause we, we truly can't count on that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think, um, and honestly, you know what, like, like people are going to be disappointed. Like, obviously if, if, you know, we have two games, we literally just needed one regulation loss, we would have had better odds. I I guess it's a it's it's a little disappointing for sure. But um, I don't know, man, like, I'm not, it would be a lot different if, if those, like, if we're going from like three to eight, like, like, yeah, I'd probably be pretty upset. But like, I don't know like four five to six, seven. Like I, I'm not, I'm not losing a ton of sleep over it. If you're not, if you're not a top three team, you're yeah. not expected to jump anyway. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like uh, it's fine
1: so uh we were talking about whether the i think we i can't remember if we were mentioning it on air or if we talked about it off the air uh but arizona they have the 12th best lottery lot lottery i keep saying lottery lots lottery odds in lottery the league lots. uh they do not have their first round pick uh and so if they are selected in the top two there will be a redraw so they are eligible to be picked but it's kind of void if necessary type of deal for
0: sure yeah no it, it's uh It's, it's, I just like expect to get hosed. Mm-hmm. like is that bad like, I, like no, is no. That, I don't know No,
1: because that's the nature it's of like, the lottery that that is nothing honestly like let's be real that has nothing to do with being a red wings fan that has nothing to oh do it with does being a Detroit don't Sports take fan. this from me like like <laughs> does. T- truly look at yourself and look at how many teams have been in the bottom of their lottery position their respective sport and not ever won the lottery like i'm sure it's a lot more than people realize they just feel personally victimized by it and so it seems like it happens a lot more and i often. have a right to yeah I mean, like, especially with the Red Wings, like, we haven't been in this lottery game long. Let's, let's, let's be real here. Uh, so before you we get had
0: into 25 year stretch,
1: sure. Yeah. exactly. Before we weren't. So, um, yeah. so let's start with a pretty cool moment on Friday night. We're going to touch on, uh, the, this weekend's games real quick. Uh, the Red Wings beat Columbus 5 2. Joe Valeno nets his first NHL goal. Awesome. And Detroit scores five for the fifth time this season. Two of them were an empty net. Uh, what do you got for me on Valenos first? Because it, it was a pretty nice snipe, uh, assisted by Jacob Verona. Um, just just a gorgeous first NHL goal.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite part about it was all the people, including myself, I was part of it. And you, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not, not intentionally, but both did it. Um, uh, all the people that were like, NHL's goal scorer. Uh, yeah. by the way like you know what I mean like that was like the, the popular thing and that that made me so happy made me happy yeah. made me smile like that was yeah. that was awesome just seeing uh yeah all, all, it was really a, a nice nice net there that was that was a it was a nice shot it was really cool oh but yeah my by far my favorite moment was everybody on Twitter after going uh NHL goal scorer by the way
1: so the Red Wings had like they were down to nothing uh that goal happened Danny DeKaiser scored an absolutely ridiculous lucky goal uh and then Jacob Varana scored on a snapshot uh, assisted by Richard Ponick and the Red Wings basically squished Columbus thanks to that three-minute stretch um which is something that they're kind of used to happening to them or uh, should we start talking about this season in past tense they were used to that happening to them
0: I guess feels weird but I guess we probably should (laughs)
1: uh all in all two pretty exciting games to close the season I mean like it was it kind of of a bummer if you're rooting for the losses like uh you probably were um but I uh, genuinely I would have to like look at the game log but I I think they like they scored nine and across two games that has to be close to a season high if not a season high um has to be other notes from Friday night: Michael Rasmussen, center the first line, looked pretty solid. Uh, and then, as I mentioned before, Nemestikov added two empty netters to give them what appeared to be a uh, sizable win. What else you got on Friday night, um, if anything?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, just uh, if this game happened at any other point in the season, it would be like one of the most fun games of the year, probably. To be honest, like mm-hmm. if this game happened in 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 literally a week ago. Like, like it would have been like a lot more fun. It's just, I I think so many people were rooting for the loss and it was kind of like, you know, like, like, come on, please. Uh, But the fact that they, they went into the last game of the season with a chance to still move up, uh, you know, still take, take the loss, I guess. It sounds so weird to talk like that, but um, yeah, no, it was a super fun game, obviously, um, with Verona and, and Valeno. And yeah, I, I think if it happened really at any other point this season, it would be thought of as like one of the most fun games of the entire year. It just happened to be when everyone was in like full tank mode. That's all.
1: Uh, so we're going to get to Saturday night's game and then get to some blast show talk. But I got to talk to the folks about Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, <laughs> day training can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have all the right tools for every portfolio, no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you can control. Wealthfront can even help you lower your taxes and you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover more the can cover the low annual 0.25% uh, advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Wealthfront.com slash Lockdown NHL and get started today.
0: Zadina going wide with it. Back for DeKaiser. Kaiser. They oh. rebound. They score. Oh my goodness. He's got four for Jacob.
1: All right, we are back, segment two here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I am Noel Bianchi. I'm here with my co-host, Scotty Bentley. Uh, The Red Wings season has finally come to an end, but we we will have – this is honestly when we're going to start ramping up. I'm going on vacation uh, later on in this week. I'm super excited about that. Scotty and Ethan are going to kind of handle the show while I'm out. But when I come back, Scotty, when I come back and I'm refreshed, I have mental clarity, I can see for the first time in months – uh, we're going to hit it hard. We're going to be doing uh, tons of interviews for draft season, tons of draft profiles. We're going to be given lots of uh, just, just off-season content, looking back at the best moments of the season. Like it's going to start ramping up from here because right now, uh, given the state that the Red Wings are in, the off-seasons – typically tend to be the most exciting slash important times so we are going to be uh, the leaders on that front that is our commitment to you Uh, so be sure to subscribe press that subscribe button it'll be the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up uh, a new episode is ready and waiting for you when you uh, begin on your morning commute let's get to Saturday night uh the red wings fall to columbus this time five four uh and this was a game that was extremely back and forth like i said at the top of the show the columbus blue jackets were desperately trying to leapfrog detroit in the standings and detroit just absolutely would not let them it was back and forth back and forth the red wings score with just a couple minutes left send it to overtime fortunately uh the it it didn't end on a two on one. I, there was a, there was like a pass across Uh, Picard actually made a a nice save and then they scored shortly after. But like, I really thought I was like, they are going to blow this and finish below or above Columbus in the standings and then get scored on a two on one. And I'm going to be so pissed.
0: Yeah, no, I I think, uh, I think it's such a weird dynamic when like, like we we were behind and then we came back and then we blew it again and then we came back and then like <laughs> it was just so weird because everybody's like like please stop oh my yeah. <laughs> god like, like all year we have been begging for goals, right? We have been begging for goal scoring, and then this one game we explode and score and score and we and we were blowing leads and taking them back and blowing leads and taking them back, and the whole time we're like please stop, please stop scoring goals for, the, for once. And uh, it was, it's, it's just such a weird dynamic once you get into those last couple of games of the season and you, and you want a better draft odds and stuff for any, for any lottery sport, any sport period really. Um, and yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was incredibly, uh, it, it was weird. It's really the only way to put it. It was just really weird.
1: So, if we and here's the, like the cruelest, most ironic twist of fate of them all is that uh, let us take Nemestikov's two empty net goals and pretend they don't exist and assess mm-hmm. Friday as a one goal game. The only reason that they had the opportunity to win in regulation on Friday and then send the game to overtime on Saturday is because they scored on the power play in both games, which they have done at a 30th ranked 11% clip this season. And they had a 10 game power play drought entering the series.
0: Nice. Nice. Just, Just absolutely the biggest, like, like slap in the face, you know, give them the bird moment. Uh, to any to everybody who was rooting for a loss the, the entire weekend, just absolutely incredible. That's a that's a that's a that's, that's a phenomenal step.
1: <laughs> uh, verana finishes with 11 points in 11 games in a Red Wings uniform. He scored again uh, on Saturday night. Chalowski picked up his first assist on that goal, took a nice shot from the point. Verona got it with the tip. Um, really just uh, by and large, an impressive, impressive come up for verona whatever you want to call it like it picture two outcomes to this season that trade doesn't happen anthony mantha stays on this team he continues to sputter and spin his wheels in place and the red wings finish more or less right around the same position that they do maybe let's take away a win or two but Instead, you have this injection of energy, this new guy that we've been waiting to see who lives up to all these expectations that we had kind of hoped for him, the the underlying numbers saying, oh, this is what he can be um, if given a bigger opportunity. Like he he stepped in and lived up to that. Uh I hope, like, I, I think just, like, on a very base level, like, he's a very exciting player. I understand that there are a lot of options that the Red Wings have with him and his contract and, and all those sorts of things. But, uh, I mean, just – I'm so happy that Jacob Verana is a Red Wing.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I think um, it also just gives, gives everybody so, so much more excitement for next season. Like, uh, we already know that next season we're going to see a, a, a pretty – pretty healthy youth injection. And I think that, um, him honestly kind of being like the, the front runner or like focal point of that. I I think when these kids come up, um, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be one of the guys that's a there on opening night, which, which may not be able to be said, um, about some of the other kids that we're going to see at some point next season. But, um yeah I, I think it's a it's a super fun youth injection that we got kind of earlier than we expected you know I, I mean he's 25 you know he's not like he's he's 18 or you know 19 well, 20 one of those guys but just just a a young like fun new like piece for the future that that we weren't got a lot earlier than we expected
1: yeah and uh as you were saying that thing I was like thinking about it and I was like, you know, he kind of, he's 25. He's the same age as Fabry. He's a year older than Larkin. He's a year younger than Bertuzzi. Like he's, he's right in the middle of that pack, but he feels younger than Larkin. He feels younger than all of those guys. Like he feels like a, a cool crisp 22, 23. I you know, agree. Just, and maybe it's just cause he has a complete baby face, but uh yeah, like, it, it feels like he is, may, like, maybe a first-round pick from a couple years back that, like, you know, finally got the chance to break out or came over from a European league or the KHL or something like that. Like, he doesn't necessarily feel like, a, you know, mid-20s piece that they just picked up. Um, and who knows? Like, that, that, that shine, like, over a greater sample size will probably you know, start to wear a little bit, but uh, all in all, like I, I'm so happy that he was here to close the season specifically because the, a lot of nights there just wasn't a lot to watch for. And uh, that could not be said once he got in the lineup, Joe Valeno did come out of the lineup on Saturday night to finish off the season of Kenny Sveshnikov uh, took his spot in the lineup and, um, I don't know what we're gonna what we're gonna get with Sveshnikov this offseason. I I am inclined to think I you know, we did the the yes or no will he be on the roster next season. I just I I don't I don't see it. I don't think they like him. Like I it has nothing to do with like my opinion on Svechnikov. I just I don't think the Red Wings think he's worth investing time and energy into.
0: Yeah, I I think they kind of view him as a depth piece, you know, like a like an organizational depth, not even like not even like third or fourth line depth. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, so, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Uh,
1: Last thing I have is from Saturday night's game, Mickey Redmond sang Piano Man again. And I had an idea. I really think that next season we need to start the evolution of Mickey Redmond into Harry Carey like or like that type mm, of character sure and tell me if anything in this world would add to the red wings game day experience besides like maybe getting to put on the pads and go play a shift more than every saturday night the national anthem is sung and then like that like three four minute window in between mickey redmond sings piano man and leads the lca crowd like you know, he's got like the flannel arms waving and stuff like that, <laughs> and he's like, "It's nine o'clock, o'clock on, on a Saturday. Saturday," and then like the whole whole place joins in, and he like leads it, and that would be so sick.
0: I, I, you know what? I am, I'm not sure I've ever been more for any idea in my life. I am, I am very pro this idea at this point. Um, I think that would be fantastic. It would be like a cool, like, like. Like it would be like our thing, you know, it'd yeah. be like a cool like like why do they do that? Yeah, who knows? But it's yeah. sick, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's just a Detroit thing. You wouldn't get it, man. It's a Detroit yeah. thing, you know. Like I, I could say that to people. You wouldn't <laughs> get it. it's a Detroit thing, like for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm very pro that.
1: And uh, the best part about it is like whenever he sings it, like he he's like he gets a little shy at the end, you know. Starts yeah, like he's laughing like, it off.
0: He's like Aw. he's like oh yeah, go and
1: on. they go, and they always go way to go Billy,
0: <laughs> way to go Billy. As if he's there. He's the okay. best,
1: man. Um, we have more important topics to get onto, and that is Jeff Blaschel. Uh, But before we do that, I got to talk to the folks today about Bilt Bar. Uh, I've been telling you about Bilt Bar for a long time now. Did you know they had nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out, my friend. They've got coconut, co- coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everybody truly. Like it doesn't matter what your palate is. It doesn't matter if you're like a a chicken fingers and fries kind of guy. It doesn't matter if you're uh, um, what's, what's that, uh, what's it called when people like eat raw meat, like raw ground beef. That's the thing you don't know okay. uh if you don't haven't well, no, no matter what palette you got there's a built bar for you let's take the raw meat out of the equation if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors and you can pick out uh something that you like the current one right now that i'm i'm kind of high on uh i do love me the raspberry uh cheesecake, but I got to go with the salted caramel. That one is flat out delicious. Uh, not only are Bilt Bar's flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So do yourself a favor. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Also got to talk to the folks today about betonline.ag. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Hopefully you didn't lose a bet because of Medina spirit last weekend. uh, But hopefully you did win a bet with Medina spirit last weekend and you already cashed it. And so there's nothing you can do about it. This week has tons of sports action on the go. The NHL playoffs are starting. The NBA playoffs will be starting soon. The MLB is in full swing. That's just starting to get good uh, and, and fights every weekend, boxing matches, you can get all the latest news, scores, and odds for all your sporting needs. Uh, so, before the next pitch, before the next puck drop or, or tip off, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code LOCKED ON. Uh, that's a 50% welcome bonus with our promo code Locked On on your first deposit at BetOnline, Your online sportsbook experts.
0: There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. <laughs> All
1: right, Scotty. Segment three here at the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We have some business to get down to. There have already been some coach firings in the NHL. Rick Tockett out in Arizona. John Tortorella out in columbus that took like a whole four minutes for the game to end on saturday night before what <laughs> was swirling around twitter that tortorella had just coached last game for columbus uh, and the only question that remains to be answered right now in hockey town i think the the burning question of the off season one that will get answered i i would assume by like afternoon monday maybe tuesday like i i honestly think that that's how quickly this decision will come and that is whether or not jeff blasher will be behind the bench coaching the detroit red wings next season we are not going to debate right now the the pros and cons of that we'll get on to that once we you know kind of figure out the decision now we could go on about the pros and cons about like whether or not he deserves to come back which we have done intermittently uh throughout this season but I kind of want to just discuss plain and simple based on what we know about the situation. Do you think tomorrow Jeff Blasio will still be head coach of the Red Wings when the day is over?
0: Right. So I I think that that's a really important distinction to make. I think it's really important to like clarify, like um, our opinions of him, like that can be like a, a topic of conversation, like a show and a debate. Versus like what we think the Red Wings organization will do, um, I because mine are very different. I I have uh, pretty loudly, especially if you follow me on Twitter, not been a fan of Blashill and do not want him here next year. Um, but I if 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 that was a prop bet on on BetOnline.ag, I am I am taking uh. the the, whatever I'm I'm I think that he is going to be the head coach of the Red Wings and be behind the bench next year
1: so you do you do think he's coming back
0: Um, I I think Steve's holding on to him I think I I will say I I would also put big money that next year is his last season but I do think that he has one more year and I I I, I'm honestly as the and as the like the last few days have gone on like it's to the point where I would be borderline surprised at this point if he actually was let go.
1: I am 100% with you. Uh, and actually, the Grindline Pod put out today, like people, <laughs> they put out tweets that said, people are really going to be shocked when Blashill gets a two year extension, aren't they? Yes, they are, because they have let their opinion of him muddle the actual facts of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I have been transparent about my turn from Jeff Blasheel. I I was like iffy about him coming into the season. And then they went on like that seven game losing streak, like kind of right towards the start of the year. And I was like, all right, it is, it's just, it's just time to do something else. And, um, they really finished strong. And like you look back at what happened during that week and you're like, Oh, well they had seven guys out with COVID. You look at all the injuries they had this, this year. And you're like, Oh, well, okay. That he, he gets some credit for that. You look at the fact that they improved marginally he does get some credit for that. And we actually last week talked about, you know, some of the splits between facing good teams and facing bad teams and whether or not like there's anything to be concerned about uh, in that realm, but regardless of, you know, whatever that, that opinion is, uh, he drastically improved this hockey team. And I, and I don't think when I look back at it, that like, he, I, I don't, I don't think he deserves to go after this year. It's not that I, it's not even that I, I don't think he will get let go or, or they'll announce that they aren't going to renew his contract. But like more than anything, I just don't see how you bring him back after last year. See all the the tangible improvements that this team did make this year, and let him go. It makes no sense to me. Maybe it was a cost saving move to keep him. And maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that could factor in to why they brought him in. But I think just on its face, Steve Arzman as general manager of the Detroit Red Wings, wants Jeff Blaschel as his coach next year.
0: I, I think um, I would, if, if I got a notification from the Detroit Red Wings Twitter <laughs> that Blaschel would not be returning, I would be happy about it. I, I would be and, happy. And that's it.
1: fair. But like at the same time, like something I'm seeing a lot is people can't really answer why they don't like Jeff Blaschel. And and I think Pete Roerig actually brought this up to us when he joined the show and he came on the show when they were in the like fresh off that seven game losing streak. And I, and I, my reason for a coach change was this team doesn't look prepared. Most nights, and, it, and when you're getting beat down this bad, maybe you just need a new voice in the room. You know, like, I, I don't know, I, like, I don't know where to assess the blame. And like the fact that this team got so much better and 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 shed some of the dead weight and you saw the results of that and you saw some more of the kids this year and we're going to see more of the kids next year. I just don't understand, I guess, people's biggest gripe with it. I know a lot of people are, are constantly... Talking about the uh, the the offensive development of the prospects, and it's like I don't I don't know that I wholeheartedly agree with that. Philip Sedina yeah. has had bad luck this year. Tyler Bertuzzi has been a great player for the Detroit Red Wings. Dylan Larkin has been somewhat inconsistent on an offensive standpoint, but pretty much everywhere else has been rock solid. He's been the captain, um, and Anthony Mantha is Anthony Mantha. And I outside of that who are the other underdeveloped prospects,
0: you know, like. No, I mean, that's that's all totally fair. And I I don't disagree with any of that. Michael Rasmussen
1: got marginally better this offseason or this season. For sure.
0: For sure. No, no, no. You're right. My my biggest thing is is. um, I guess a lot more, uh, I don't know, simplistic. My, My biggest thing is just I do not think that. Jeff Blashel is the person that is the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Why? When no, 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 hold on. When we are when we are taking big steps forward and being relevant again. I don't think Why? no matter what your opinion of him is, no matter if you think if you think he's he's not to blame for this at all, sure, that's fine. And all the development stuff, I, I agree with everything you said. I just don't think that he is. Like, I don't think if this team is raising a cup five years from now that Jeff Blashill's is behind, behind the bench. And I don't understand the purpose of, of just keeping that around if okay. you don't think he's the long-term option.
1: But you don't think he's a long-term option. Not Correct. the Red Wings. Oh, right. But like, sure. why, but, like, why don't you think he's a long-term option? Just because you've seen him lose a lot of games?
0: No. I mean, I, I guess I don't think he's the long-term option – because I don't think he would be a complete anomaly. He would be one of the only people that I've ever seen that has been behind the bench or manager or head coach or whatever of any sport for a team that was historically one of the worst ever and then was still the head coach of the team when they were good again. That would literally be the first time I mean, I guess I don't want to get ahead of myself and, and maybe I'm like off the top of my head, I'm just missing someone. But like, if you can name me anyone who I, I don't care, I don't care if if I, I don't care anything. If you can name me anyone that that lasted the entirety of a rebuild from from before teardown through horribleness back to relevance and back to championship. Then then I guess maybe maybe that's just a hole in, in my Maybe I'm just naive to that to that person that exists in, in the history books. But I I but that like, you understand I, I that like Jeff that, Blash you understand that that the is mold.
1: circumstantial though, right? Like that yeah. is circumstantial because front offices don't have patience.
0: Yeah. Like, so why 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 do we
1: think they should be winning when they shouldn't? Because I think that last season was very much a uh A shuffling of the deck in a sense like i think you know steve goes out and he makes all those trades like right before the season starts he gets adam ernie he gets robbie fabry he gets brendan perlini um and then he's just like all right let's literally sink or swim let's see what we got and again there was a ton of dead weight on that team what are you going to do with advocator what are you going to do with Nielsen? you're trying to basically see if pieces fit with really bad hockey players in the yeah. uh, bad NHL hockey players, sure. and so under that understanding, you have to think on some level there is a discussion that says, "Hey, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to you. Just make the most of it," and that has nothing I, to do with Jeff Blaschel. And so I get, yeah, I, I understand what that you're saying; it would be precedent breaking, but at the same time, I don't. I just have a hard time think like it, it's it's just a matter of principle. I think that that makes us weary of that because sports are a very here in the now thing. And we're seeing Steve Eisman act with incredible patience, much like he did with the Stanley cup winning head coach and John Cooper in Tampa Bay, like to, to the lightning's credit, Julian Breesbaugh I believe was the one who kept him around after they uh, fell to the, to the, Blue jackets or got swept by the blue jackets in the first round. I think that was Breeze Ball. I honestly can't remember off the top of my head. But um, I mean, like that you are seeing you you see a guy in Steve Eisenman who knows who can identify virtues and talent and things like that. And like I you just trust it, you just no oh, matter what that. the thing says. And and
0: I don't know. I agree with that. I mean, I I I yeah, I don't want it to come off as me not trusting Eiserman because I do. I, I trust him more than any other general manager in the city tenfold. But, like, um, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it is an impatience thing. But, like, I, I, like that's not me saying that I expect whoever comes in here to, to like, win with next year's team either. But, like, I, I just, from a pure principle standpoint, if he's not going to be here – when when we're making playoff pushes again then why like like why are we not trying to find the person that is and and if he even if, if you think he is that's a different conversation if you think he is the guy that's going to be here when we're making the playoffs again that that's a whole different conversation that that would would take up a whole other segment but if he's not the guy then like what like uh, he's going to place hold another year sure man like go for it I, I guess i i think that's i i would put money on that being what ends up happening i
1: but. Oh, see but i don't think steve eisenman is in the business of placeholders like that's another thing too like i don't think steve like steve eisenman is not Al Avila he's not gonna be like uh all right ron garden do you mind if you just watch over these guys for a i couple think he years is. while
0: i go uh not maybe not go- for head coaches but like i mean come on i mean there's players on this on, roster that are undeniably placeholders on.
1: Yeah, that's different. They're players. You have to find twenty-five of them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, you
0: have to find someone to stand behind the bench. One, too, when he already one, has. and
1: yeah. there are lots out there. His linemate from back in the day. Everybody was like, "Oh, yeah, right, to yeah." Back.
0: Like, no. Okay, I mean, hey, man. like I, again, I I trust Steve. I'm not trying to come off as me not 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 trusting him.
1: I? I see, but okay, that well, I guess that's my thing is I think the idea of a placeholder is stupid. And I don't, um, I don't think Steve Eisenman is stupid.
0: <laughs> I guess, I guess I don't like, I, I think, I think they're uh, I think when you hit the bottom point of a rebuild, they are important because um, maybe important's a stretch. They are. No, um, you always want the best coach possible coaching your team. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, that's probably fair. Sure. That's fair. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. So you think (laughs) Jeff Blaschel is the best coach possible?
1: No, I'm saying I don't know. I'm saying none of us know. I'm saying I don't think Jeff Blaschel clearly not the best coach in the NHL. Let's get that out front. Sure. No,
0: no, no. Yeah. Available. Right. Yeah. I'm not not saying. He
1: might be the best coach for this hockey team right now. I don't know that he's not. He might be the best coach for this hockey team in two, three years. Still a young dude, you know players seem to like him Bobby Ryan loves him he spoke very highly of him in his season-ending press conference the other day sure. uh he, he I can't remember the exact quote but he was like oh he was just a pleasure to work with blah blah blah. like really good experience with him you know like he he went out of his way to say I love Jeff Blaschel and I think the rest of the locker room feels that sentiment or otherwise he wouldn't be here because you would see the checked out nature of a lot of the guys and i just i don't see that and uh, yeah i do agree with that he has not lost the locker room in all this time so i agree with that all right let's let's wrap this up here um thanks to everybody for listening thanks to everybody who listened uh throughout this entire season it has been a long one i'm not gonna lie uh i i feel a sense of relief i'm excited to like breathe for a second um it's been great having games on again uh and and great logging on to twitter i saw uh adriana she was on twitter she said it felt like the last day of school yesterday she was like oh my god somebody sign my yearbook and i was like yeah that's exactly right um so it, it, it's been a lot of fun appreciate everybody who has who listened all season long, everybody who stayed through the wins and losses. Uh, And like I said, we got a lot more coming. We got good future stuff on the horizon. We're talking with Mikhail Holm from McKean's Hockey uh, tomorrow. Uh, That'll be up. We're going to recap game or – we're going to talk to him after game five of the SHL final between Rogla uh, and Vaxjo, and then they are – down three, one of the series. So it could be over after tomorrow. We'll talk to him, get the lowdown on most siders into the season. Talk to him about Sweden's performance in the U18, some of the couple uh, available guys to be going uh, from Sweden uh, in that in the draft this year that played in that tournament uh and then we're going to keep it rolling we're going to have ted coffin on later in the week do like a, a long-term season in review type deal uh once steve eisenman speaks and gives his press conference and we have all the details that we need to um so be on the lookout for that that'll be at the end of the week uh anything else that you got for for the people scott
0: oh man i think uh, i think that's it and then yeah ethan and i will be holding down the fort uh the last episode of this week right and then, like the first one or two of next week as well so
1: yeah i think uh, i am gonna be gone through wednesday so honestly you might you might have the brunt of next week frankly yeah
0: so we'll uh, uh we'll be ethan and i will have uh we'll we'll be up to no good for the next <laughs> uh for that for that little four or five day stretch there so
1: Uh, You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We'll see you back here tomorrow with Mikhail Holm. Same time, same place. It's your team every day.
0: You're locked on Red Wings.